way that I see it is you can absolutely help somebody. We all have the capacity to do that. Even if we're just having a conversation with a friend, we know instinctively how to support people. What we're not always the best at is taking our own advice. And that doesn't mean that we're not able to give others advice, but equally what I want to add on this is the only thing that we can own in this life is our energy. And I say this all of the time. It's the only thing that we can really own in this life. Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Danny Watson, a mindset and manifestation expert and founder of The Click, a company that helps women overcome their fears and limiting beliefs to create a life and business that they love. Within this podcast, I will help you get clear on what you want, identify the blocks that are holding you back, transform your mindset and raise your vibration so that you can co-create magic with the universe. If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifest more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. Hello ladies and welcome to this week's episode where you are in for an absolute treat because I am chatting with one of our Click Academy graduates, Laura Chinari. Now, Laura is one of those women who I have absolutely loved seeing blossom and transform over her process of stepping into the coaching world. And it's now so incredible to just see the impact that she's making on the world with her coaching. And it's also pretty inspiring as well to see just how quickly her business took off. So Laura has celebrated a £50,000 launch. She was able to surpass the six-figure mark within just eight months of launching her business. And she's going to be sharing a little bit more about her story, how she got started, and so many nuggets of wisdom and inspiration within this podcast. So I know you are going to absolutely love it. What we'll also do as well is link in the show notes to Laura's Instagram handle so you can find out more about her over on her Instagram platform as well. But yeah, enjoy this episode, ladies. So yeah, thank you for joining me here today, Laura. It's so lovely to kind of come back to where I started today and like be here. It's such an honor. So thank you for inviting me. You are so welcome. So actually, where where it did all start is actually where I want to start for this episode today, because um, I, I'd love to know a little bit more, and our listeners would as well, as to what was it about becoming a coach that got you started? What was it that drew you into the coaching world? It was completely new to me. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I was kind of one of those people that went through life complaining and blaming. And I always laugh about that alter ego and call her Wingy Winnie because, you know, I used to whinge about everything because, you know, I just genuinely believed that that was all there was for me and that that was how my life was always going to be. And then after I had my little girl and I went back to work, I was really, really struggling financially. I literally had 20 pounds to my name after the bills were paid. I was wearing maternity clothes for two years after having her that were too big and they had holes in them. And I remember going into a shop and literally crying my eyes out because I got a quote for Disneyland because she loved Disney and I couldn't afford. I mean, honestly, when they told me the price, I choked up and was like, can you print it off for me? I'm going to go and have a think about it. And it was in that absolute moment of despair that I realized that me being the way I was, was being an example to her. And that wasn't the example that I wanted to set anymore. So for me, I actually had a friend that was doing network marketing 
and I liked the concept of it but really deep down I wanted something that was my own so she got me into the personal development space and from there as I started to really google and research how can I improve my life how can I change my life what I found is that naturally through the algorithm on Facebook coaching started to come up and I hired my first coach and after that scaled my first business was doing really well with my business but something was missing there was a there was a missing link I'd created freedom I was happy with my income I was really happy in general but there was just a missing link and I think for me I just hadn't done the deeper work to heal so for me, that was when I started to think about what is my next step? And I started to ask for that divine guidance. And then one of your posts came up on my Facebook home screen. <laughs> and I just, the vibe, the vibe, Danny, like the vibe was just gorgeous. I just remember like you just had this like angelic type energy. And I realized like, that's what I need. And at the time, I didn't know the difference between masculine energy and feminine energy, but I was so in my wounded masculine and potentially wounded feminine equally. And I just felt called to go and do the course. And actually, when I invested in the course, I cried. I was terrified about investing in it because I wasn't even really thinking about doing it as a career in a way. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking like, this is really, really going to help me. Then I'll be the mum that Ella deserves. Then I'll feel, you know, completely whole. Mm -hmm. But then as the events unfolded, well, everything changed because at the start of the pandemic, I mean, honestly, I cannot even tell you how it was my saving grace, how that one decision made absolutely no sense to me. And I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. But how that one decision, thank God, like literally, and I cried because I'm so grateful for you, Dami. Oh, this is not expected to say I don't want to ruin my makeup but honestly like that saving grace that decision thank god thank god thank god thank god because when the pandemic hit I literally had to shut my beauty business and I was like what am I gonna do and because I was a small business and because I um because I because I didn't have a premises there was very little help so I didn't get barely anything. I think I got 900 for three months and my bills are double that in a month. So yeah. I felt physically, physically sick. And it was actually the month after I qualified. Mm-hmm. Month after. And I, I made so many excuses why I didn't have time to do the academy. I made so many excuses why, you know, I just put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. I don't have time. I was running a 60 hour a week business. I was so busy. I was a mum. All of these things, but equally I was getting in my own way. And I remember completing that course. I completed the whole thing. I completed like 10 weeks worth of work in two weeks because I put aside half an hour a day. That's all I needed to do. And it was divine timing because I, I certified and then I shut my business down. And then it was like, okay, the universe, this is the sign. I can mm-hmm. take this as I'm going to fall apart and my life is just going to absolutely go downhill and we're going to lose our home. And I'm not, you know, just everything's going to go horribly wrong or I can see this as an absolute divine gift and I can mm-hmm. use this to get out of my own way. I can use this to transform other people's lives because I've transformed mine. Now I need to help others. And it was in that moment that I invested in myself and it felt scary. I can, cause I don't just expect like we just invest in ourselves once and that's it. It doesn't happen like that. Like it's personal growth and it, it's forever. It's ever evolving. And then I had a 50,000 pound launch three months in scaled my business to six figures within eight months so the tears were happy tears let me tell you but honestly like just so much gratitude 
Oh my goodness. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to the, the money side of things because what you've been able to see and just me being able to witness you really stepping into your financial power has been incredible. So I'm going to come back to that. But something that you sort of picked up on was um, just talking about sort of where you were at the beginning and where you are now in terms of your own sort of growth. And I think for a lot of women stepping into the coaching world, I think there's this huge misconception that you have to have it all figured out and you have to be super confident and have to have all of this self-belief and you know have to be the perfect example of the results you want to create for your clients and you know that's completely not true we can be this sort of work in progress and still be able to change the lives of our clients so what would you say your experience has been of that of you kind of doing the work on yourself while equally learning how to coach and coaching others as well okay this is such a good point Danny and I think it really does need addressing because what I did is I set fire to the invisible rule book. I'm a rebel. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do not do things the normal way. So I'm like, my my people either love me or they don't. And either way I'm good because I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the way that I see it is you can absolutely help somebody. We all have the capacity to do that. Even if we're just having a conversation with a friend, we know instinctively how to support people. What we're not always the best at is taking our own advice. And that doesn't mean that we're not able to give others advice, but equally what I want to add on this is, The only thing that we can own in this life is our energy. And I say this all of the time. It's the only thing that we can really own in this life. And as long as we have good intention, as long as we're coming from a place of love, and as long as we're being compassionate with ourselves and we are doing the work on ourselves, there are times when I have felt like I'm falling apart. Like, you know what it's like when you're healing. Like, as you go on that healing journey, there are times when you feel like the world is crumbling and it's such a beautiful thing. It's like a shedding of the old. And like, I always think of it as like the chrysalis and becoming the butterfly and eat. There's more layers. Every single time you reach a new milestone, there's more work to be done. So if anybody thinks that they just do a little bit of work and then that's it forever, like I've got something to tell you, (laughs) that is just not the case. Like we've always got more work to do. But equally, like, think of, like, as you go on this journey, I think sometimes we think that it has to take so long to heal. Mm-hmm. And I know that this was one of my misconceptions. It's going to take me forever to heal. I've got, I'm such a hot mess. Like, who am I to help people when I'm completely broke right now? Who am mm-hmm. I to tell people about growing their businesses when my business is just shut and failed and closed down? But mm-hmm. people came to me because I did the work on myself. I, I also had a mentor as well, but I did the work on myself. And because I had certainty. I had absolute mm-hmm. certainty that this was my soul's mission. And I think if somebody is meant to learn from you, they'll come. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter how many followers you have. You know, I've got a really small following. I actually removed 500 inactive followers off Instagram the other day with no sweat whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Because the way I see it is that what's meant for you will never pass you by. And you've just mm-hmm. got to do your bit. But you do not have to be perfect and you never will be. And there's always another layer. Yeah, I love that. And that phrase you use, what what is meant for you will not pass you by. And I'm a firm believer in that, that, you know, if you're meant for a certain path, it will unfold for you. You know, there may be road bumps along the way, but you are always going to be supported by the universe when you are following your authentic path. And I think, I don't know if you feel the same, Laura, but for me, knowing if this is your authentic path, the fact that you even have that desire in the first place is a pretty good sign that you are onto something. You know, I don't believe that we are sent these flashes of inspiration or a desire to do a certain thing if that thing isn't meant for us. Would you agree with that? 
hundred percent. And I think you've got to be careful what you wish for because I've been asking, I've been asking the universe for more time. <laughs> I've been asking <laughs> the universe for something where I could just work from my phone. I've been asking for a lot of things for a long time and it came all at once. And I didn't think mm-hmm. I was even prepared for it. I didn't even think I was even ready for it. But oh my gosh, when I got my shoes on and was like, got my heels on and was like, okay, let's go, let's do this. Everything unfolded for me. And I think I just want to add to this as well that I know you were saying about like, do people feel like they have to be that end result, which there never is, which we know, but also like, do you have to know everything to start? Do you have to have like everything figured out? Do you have to see like the whole entire roadmap? Like A, no, because that would be boring as F. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is like a PG one, so I'll behave. Um, <laughs> okay, it's boring as fuck then. Let's say it, let's get it out there. It's boring as fuck. And then the second thing is because this is actually like something that really made me think recently. And it's like, we are sat on a massive giant ball floating around on an axis in space. Like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've ever had a baby, you have, I have, anyone listening to this, you have literally had nothing in your belly and then created an absolute miracle. Mm-hmm. We have so many miracles around us and that same life force energy that turns the day into night and lit- lights the stars of all of those glorious stars. That same energy that brings the sea in and the tides and the spring and the winter and all of the seasons and everything. That energy is within us. Do we need mm-hmm. to micromanage that? Mm-hmm. Really? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And that's the thing is allowing yourself to because people I get it like people want to be able to see okay well what 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 happens next and you know have that certainty right like oh I want that guarantee that I'm gonna you know be successful in the next however many months but I think when you do that when you ask for that certainty you're cutting yourself off from the magic and also if you do that entrepreneurship ain't for you honey oh yeah it ain't for you (laughs) like just being honest I've built two businesses now and I just think like you I think there's comes that point of surrender and I think we all feel like that in the beginning and it's just fear isn't it Danny yeah it's just fear that comes up and Mm -hmm. one of the things that I learned is that I used to shut my fears out I used to try and numb them I used to try and suppress them but what I've realized most along the way is that actually make fear your friend like it gets mm-hmm. to be there it gets to be seen it, it gets to be there because ultimately all it wants to do is keep you safe and mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think that we're afraid of success but actually um, we're afraid of failure but actually we're afraid of success and the way that I like to think of failure is failure is not the opposite of success failure mm-hmm. is part of success and I think we all look for that security of I don't want to mess up I don't want to fail I don't want to make any mistakes well, yeah. how are you going to learn? You know, the mm-hmm. people that are succeeding have made more mistakes than you could imagine. And, oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, my goodness, yeah. And I think, actually, like, you need those failures because they are going to shape you more than what your wins ever will. I've, I've said this so many times to people. Like, I've learned the most about myself and I've grown the most through the times that has been the most challenging. So I welcome fail well failure and setbacks with open arms because they're the things that make you into the woman you're meant to be um but anyway let's because I I want to dive into we sort of touched upon a little bit of it earlier about sort of the financial side in terms of lifestyle though because you mentioned this as well you know you've got a daughter and just being able to have work that you can run around her and be more present for her and I know that you've just come back off an amazing trip with your daughter as well like what does your lifestyle look like now versus before you stepped into this world? It is completely 
a lifetime away. And it's like when I look back and think it wasn't actually that long ago when I started. It was only, what was it, March 2020? Yeah, March 2020. And when I look back at that, I think, gosh, it's it's not been long at all. But it feels like that was a whole lifetime ago because so many quantum leaps, so much growth and so much change. So when I had my beauty business, some weeks I would work 50 hours and I had that wounded energy where I didn't really have boundaries. And I used to say yes to everybody. I loved my clients so much and they would come to my house and I would like tattoo their eyebrows. And we used to have those gorgeous conversations and I just never wanted to let anybody down. So it started off being a Monday to Friday, then it was a Saturday and then it leaked into Sunday. So I I started to feel extremely guilty for that time that I was spending away from Ella. And then when the pandemic hit, it was such a hit in the face, but equally I was homeschooling Ella. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was homeschooling her full time whilst growing the coaching business and anybody that has children knows that it's a full-time job in itself Mm -hmm. especially homeschooling and sitting in front of a desk till whatever time every single day but the beautiful thing about it was is that it didn't take as much as I thought it would Mm -hmm. it didn't take as much of my energy it didn't take as much of my time and actually I feel like with coaching it's such a beautiful career because it's not really a job it's um it's a legacy and it's an expression of who you are as a person Mm -hmm. so All you're really doing is sharing your lifestyle with people, sharing your thoughts with people. If you're on social media, you can be posting on it. Instead of scrolling Mm -hmm. and consuming, you're going to be on there creating. And before I knew it, I just naturally started to attract more and more people in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's a very easy industry where you just work it around you. Yeah, and that's what I love. And I think one thing that I love about what you've just mentioned is that, you know, you because the biggest thing I hear often is I just don't have the time to do this now and they put their dreams on hold and they procrastinate on ever taking action and I partly do think this is a fair thing as well but this I don't have the time and you are testament to the fact that you know you are homeschooling your daughter you know being a full-time mom like that takes up huge amounts of your time yet you were still able to make this happen and become a coach with a 60 hour a week job and the thing is it's like that was my working hours but when you run a business I had to do my books myself I had to book clients Mm -hmm. in myself I had to take inquiries I had to rearrange appointments I had to order stock and products so the 60 hours was without all of that and get my daughter dressed for school and look after her and train through the click academy so I tell you we all think we're the busiest person in the world and we wear busy like a badge of honor but the truth is you don't think you have the time, you don't actually have the energy. Mm -hmm. You don't have the energy because the things that you're doing with your life are depleting your energy. And that's why you need coaching. (laughs) Because it teaches you boundaries. It teaches you how to master your energy and your emotions. And now, like, how? what do you want to do? Like, do you want to just complain that you never have time, which is the only non-renewable resource and you're never going to get time back? Or do you actually Mm want to get off your butt and do something about it? you know, so that you can have that freedom in the future. You can live Mm -hmm. like most people don't because they won't take the action and they'll be more committed to their excuses and their dreams. And I think for me, like what you were saying about the lifestyle I live now, like I probably work about five hours a week. Most of Mm -hmm. my things are leveraged now. I've brought systems in, you know, I hire team members to help me. And it's just gorgeous now because I feel so fully present with Ella, which is all Mm -hmm. I could have ever asked for, you know? And I was, I I had six weeks off in August in July I had the whole six week summer holiday off that was something I used to pray for so Mm -hmm. even more than the money itself it was the time that I got back yeah absolutely and I think that is such a valuable asset like you say like 
you know, you can't create more time. Like you have the time that you have. So it's like, how can I show up for myself and for my loved ones being really intentional about the time that I do have? And I think for me, stepping into my business, yes, I wanted that more time freedom. But the beauty of like the coaching business is that, like you said, like you can leverage things. So you're getting out of this trap of exchanging your time for money, which most people, they don't know any different. They think the only way to make money is to exchange their time. And, you know, to make more money means working harder and working more and showing up more. And this is how people get into that trap of burnout where they're doing, 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 thinking, okay, this is going to you know, make me more money or help me create the lifestyle. And actually, it then gets to a point where they, they can't do any more. And um, you've mentioned about the sort of the masculine and feminine. For you, what what has been sitting in your feminine energy and running your business in a feminine way? What does that mean for you? Everything. For me, just to add on the time thing again, for anyone that says they don't have time, what I want you to do, I'm quite lovely, <laughs> you'll know that about me, but get yourself a piece of paper. And from the second that you wake up, Write down the hours, every single hour of the day and write down what you're doing in that time. And I'll guarantee you there's about eight hours where you're just watching Netflix, just scrolling on your phone. You're not doing anything. I will guarantee you but that aside. Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> Got sidetracked. Again. No, I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love that. And you know what that's all about? It's funny you should mention that because that's something that I did. I was like, I'm telling myself this story that I don't have the time to yeah, do this. Sit down with yeah. it. You'll be shocked what you spend time oh. doing. But I remember what you said now, the feminine energy, right? Oh, yeah, the feminine the energy. energy yeah. <laughs> okay, so for me, it means actually trusting myself. And that was huge mm-hmm. because I never trusted myself. Never trusted myself. For me, it means speaking my truth and being authentic to who I am, which again, I used to compare myself to women, especially in the beginning of my coaching journey. I used to think, mm-hmm. oh, I, I didn't really know who I was back then. And I feel like as time's gone on, I've started to realize that maybe in the beginning, I kind of thought I needed to want things because other people had them and were happy. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll have that then. We all do it. All women do it. Like you see someone mm-hmm. in an outfit, oh, I'll have that outfit. Like it's a woman thing. <laughs> but for me, I feel like being in that feminine energy has just given me that sense of wholeness that I was seeking for. And the mm-hmm. self-love element of things has just been so gorgeous because I never realized that my whole entire life was simply a mirror reflection of how I felt about myself. And that it's a bit of a pill to swallow but equally it was a very powerful pill to swallow that sped things up for me because it made me realize what if then I stop trying to change what I see in the mirror and I change how I feel and then watch the reflection change and it's like when we take that radical responsibility then we have the power for the leverage and for me like being in the feminine energy is mixed with the masculine it's kind of like getting that intuition but then acting on it because you trust mm-hmm. and then it's also allowing yourself to be laid back because you know that you're magnetic you know that your energy is going to attract what you want so you're going to allow yourself that time to slow down you're going to allow yourself that time to also prioritize your pleasure like we're always teaching ourselves I can rest when I'm at six figures I can rest when I'm at seven figures but nothing's ever going to be enough if that's what we keep telling ourselves like we get to every single day prioritize our pleasure above all else anything else and I think the more that we do what we love through the feminine energy, through the creativity, the more that we attract, the more magnetic that we are. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that what you said as well about 
for you being in your feminine is being able to express your truth and really be authentic with that. And I think one of the things I love about this industry is that so often in other jobs, we're kind of told that we have to be a certain way, you know, corporate world, it's very sort of masculine and very sort of professional and very sort of straight laced. And actually in coaching, it's really about not becoming anybody else. It's about tapping into who you actually are, which I don't think there's many careers that allow you to just show up exactly who you are and be your crazy and weird and wonderful self and reveal all of you and for that to be okay in fact for that to be how you're going to be the most successful so yeah I love that you mentioned that um let's dive into the the money side of things then because we've already heard like you've been achieving incredible things on the finances side of things I love talking about money I think it's something that we should all celebrate often we're told like oh you know it's bad to talk about money but let's let's hear it Laura like what is your financial you know situation being since becoming a coach it's completely transformed and I'm not going to lie and say people haven't been triggered by that you know mm. I've spoken about it a lot and I've had a lot of you know response to that but equally I don't care because I'm not here to worry about what other people think about me. And I know that that was a huge fear of mine. Like I, I would love to just be able to just have one of those things that they have in Bill and Ted and just teleport back or bring my past self to now and hear me saying all of this stuff because she would just be like, her mouth would be on the floor. She'd be like, what are you even saying? Like, is this even me? Who is this? Because I used to be so afraid of what people think of me. And I think for me, I just see money as energy. Mm-hmm. I simply see it as energy and I see it as the way that I feel about it is the way that it shows up for me. So mm-hmm. for me, the more that I've strengthened the relationship that I have with money, because I actually grew up with a single parent. I never met my dad. He left when I was really young and we had no money. We didn't even have a car. We didn't go on holidays. We never had big things at Christmas. We never really had much for Christmas, but I always just accepted that as that's who I was. And that's OK, because people like us, we just don't live lives like that. So I really had so much work to do on myself because what I didn't realize is that I'd actually developed a lack mindset. And because Mm -hmm. I developed this lack mindset, of course, everything in my life was reflecting back to that. And I must admit, when I did start to earn big as a coach and I had my 10K month, you know, I feel like to start with, I did go and spend quite a lot of it. And I don't regret it because I deserve that. Okay. I never had, I never had any, I never was able to do that. So I had that inner child just went wild and was like, woohoo, let's just go and buy a car and do all of these amazing things. And it was just such a gorgeous feeling because the money's always replenished. The money always comes back. And if we don't trust money, I always think of money as being like, imagine if you were in a relationship with it and it was Jason Statham. And if you like Jason Statham, I, I, I kind of do. I mean, I would say no to Jason Statham. He's gorgeous. Well, he turns up on your doorstep and he's like, hey, babe, want to go for a ride? And he's literally got like a Lamborghini sat there waiting for you or a stretch limo. And he's got like champagne and chocolates. And you're like, bagger off. And you shut the door in his face because you don't think you deserve him or or if not, you grab him and you're like, where have you been? I've been waiting for you my whole life. And you lock him in a cupboard and you're like, I'm never spending you. I'm never letting you go anywhere ever again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when we think of it that way, like it's a metaphor, of course, but it's quite funny when we think about the way that we treat money and the way that we act around money. You know? <laughs> if, you, if you treat money like that, he's going to escape and he's never going to come back. Or, you know, he's going to go, okay, well, there's another hot girl at the road. I'll go over there then. Like, I just think that that's the thing with money, the way that you treat it, the way that you have a relationship with it. What do you want money to say about you? So for me, it was like, I don't want money to think that I don't think I get to have it, that I'm not good enough for it. I don't want money to think that I'm stingy with it and I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to trap it and make it feel like trapped. 
I just wanted money to feel expansive. I wanted to feel, I wanted it to trust me too. I wanted it to feel safe around me too. And I wanted to develop a loving relationship with it. So the more that I've worked on having more of a wealth consciousness, but equally realizing that wealth isn't a number. Wealth is an embodiment. It's a feeling and it's who we choose to be. It's who we are that attracts and magnetizes everything. And I think this is the biggest misconception. A lot of people think that, you do more, but the more that you do, it's, it's a lack. You're telling the universe, I need to do more to be worthy. And I don't feel worthy. So the underlying thing is I'm not worthy. You don't see it. So for me, it's been a process. It really has. I've had so much shoveling to do along the way around my beliefs around money and really developing that, you know, relationship with money that feels fun and expansive. And as I have, I've really, really witnessed my reality completely transform and I know as well for every level there's always a new devil and for me one of the biggest resistances I had was like the VAT I was like do I really want to be that registered I was so resistant to it and then I thought about it and I thought okay I need to change my perspective around this the NHS saved my life when I had appendicitis they saved my daughter's life when I went into labor at 15 weeks you know I love the NHS and then I thought the schools like the way that the schools have been with Ella they've been phenomenal through lockdown I love the fact she gets to go to school and I started to like think of all of the things like the roads and all of the different things like and then I realized I'm actually contributing to this how incredible is that that I get to do Mm -hmm. that what an honor and a privilege and I think the more that I started to shift my perspective and come back to love and abundance, the more that I've witnessed things change and, and the clients just keep coming. And I've never had to, just to add, I've never had to cold message anybody. I've never had to chase anybody. I've mm-hmm. never o- overcome objections, to be honest. I don't even do sales calls. I stopped doing sales calls about six or seven months ago. I did one recently just because I felt we really needed to have a conversation, but that was personal choice. You know, I don't have like anything fancy, Mm-hmm. I just you don't need all of those things that you think you need honestly and the the income just continues to come I love that and I think that's really about this whole belief as well about things not needing to be a struggle like you're very much the epitome of being able to do what you do in a really fun enjoyable flowy kind of way and still create incredible results for yourself financially for your clients and it doesn't have to be this thing you're trying to push or thing you're trying to force which I absolutely love um one thing that you mentioned actually was um oh actually no you didn't mention it I was thinking about it when you were talking something that I definitely struggled with when I was at that beginning stage was seeing people that were already successful as a coach and already creating you know really significant income as a coach and a part of me just really not believing it, it kind of looking like this bit of a pipe dream, like, well, if they've done that, like, maybe they're just like special, or they've, I don't know, maybe it's, they got lucky or something, or there was a part of me that just really doubted that that level of success could be possible for anybody. It's like, how could people be doing like such fun, enjoyable work, and actually seeming to work very, very little, yet still seeming to create these incredible financial results. Did you experience that too when you first started out? (laughs) Oh my gosh, like my limit in beliefs were unbelievable when I first started. And for me, I think that was one of the things that made me so afraid in the beginning Mm -hmm. because I was asking myself, why is anyone going to want to come to me? I'm new. Mm -hmm. I don't know as much as those successful women out there. There were so many women who were crushing it. But on the scale of things, actually... There's not half as many coaches, if not 10% enough coaches that are needed in this world. Like there are millions and millions of people. The industry is still so new. And what I realized is that 
those those women were simply light in the way because mm-hmm. if they'd done it it was possible and did they not start where I was did they start yeah. with all of these followers and people jumping in their inbox wanting to work with them hell no and I actually started to get to know these people I started to befriend these people I didn't unfollow them I really hate that when I see people tell people to unfollow accounts that trigger them no own your fucking triggers stop unfollowing accounts that trigger you own your triggers go and make friends with them go and learn what they did go and learn from them because that's how you get there you don't get to the top by being triggered by women who are doing well and then just blocking them and then just you know going not never act because I think we're bypassing that work and actually Mm -hmm. I also think that the things that trigger us, the things that sometimes do make us jealous, it's, a, it's an emotion. We get to feel that. There's nothing wrong with feeling that. All emotions mm-hmm. are welcome. It's what we choose to do with it. If something ever makes me jealous now, I'm like, oh, I'm meant to have that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how I measure it now. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'm meant to have that. And, and it, I get curious about it. I'm kind of like dancing with the, what part of me doesn't think I get to have that? And even now I feel like that because there's another level, there's another level. So you always ask yourself, like we all, we all have these triggers, but the beautiful thing is, you learn how to overcome them. You learn how to not allow your fears to rule your life anymore. You learn how to quieten the monkey mind. You learn how to really lead from a place of love and integrity. And the, I think as well, you, you actually soon find that you're one of those women who used to be afraid, like almost intimidated by, and that you actually have tons of them who you're friends with. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that um, that's all the magic right there. It's just showing you what's meant for you. And then you have the choice whether you act on it or not. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I love that. And one thing I also want to touch upon, Laura, um, obviously, we've heard a lot about your success as a coach, but a big part of your success is ultimately the success of your clients and the results that you're able to create for them as well. And this for me is almost like your building block of your coaching business it's like great like you've got to be able to kind of facilitate those transformations so how has that journey been for you in terms of you increasing your confidence about what you're able to provide for your clients and subsequently the results you've then been able to see for your clients too I think what I've learned along the way is boundaries and just being very specific about who I work with I think in the Mm -hmm. beginning when I was afraid I probably signed up clients but then you learn from the experience of course you always learn from the experience and we're not meant to be for everybody that's the thing like our energies don't align with everybody but 99.9% of my clients the work has just been thriving and I think you just learn like what aligns with you and what doesn't so as Mm -hmm. the time's gone on it's like witnessing the results that people have had and very early on in my journey actually I had a client who had a 14,000 pound week um, she made £14,000 in a week. And that was before I'd even had my first 10k month. So from that, I was like, right, <laughs> if she can, I'm, I'm doing it. Like, literally, if she can do it, I'm doing it. And I did. Yeah. I went on, That was when I went to have the 50k launch. It just gave me so much drive and determination because mm-hmm. I saw her do it. And this is what you were saying earlier. Well, I wasn't at that point in my business at all. I just started. In fact, I had a 5k launch and she went to triple that from her investment with me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then also it helped me have the confidence to then raise my prices. And then as you go along, you start to raise your prices. And what I found actually, I know people are scared about having more premium prices. The more premium the price, the more committed people are. The more yes. committed they are. They don't question you anymore. How many sessions do I get? This, that, and the other. They just want to be in your energy. They just mm-hmm. literally want to be in that proximity with somebody who's going to hold that space for them. And also like a lot of my clients as I've gone on, like have gone on to to a lot of the coach a lot of the clients I have are coaches that that mm-hmm. wasn't for a little while I did just work with coaches but actually I work with kind of all service-based entrepreneurs 
but they've had such incredible things, not just in their businesses, but in their lives. One of the clients I had, she was a permanent makeup artist just like me. And I know for me, I was thinking, is anybody going to want to come to me if they do beauty? But I did. I attracted people from all industries and makeup artists even. And I think it's just your certainty on the work that you do. And as you go along, you build that up. And it's just allowing yourself to start. But for me, the results that my clients get are phenomenal. I help them grow their businesses, scale their businesses, leverage their time. And it's for me, it's the most gorgeous thing. And actually, I've met four, I think, of my clients recently. I went to a healing event in Liverpool and met three of my clients in real life. And I tell you what, nothing beats that feeling. Nothing beats that feeling. And then I also went to Glastonbury recently and went out with one of my ex-clients called Bethan and we went for a meal together and we laughed together and we just vibe. She's just one of the most gorgeous humans. So if you're listening to this, I love you so much. And that's the beautiful thing. Like as you start to build these connections with women, it just creates so much confidence within you. I really mm-hmm. think that. And there's also this rule book around, oh, you shouldn't make friends with your clients. But I think once you finished working together, sometimes you just do because you're yeah. soul aligned. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And there's a reason why that client's being drawn to you like there's that personal connection as well obviously it's what you can do for your clients but a big reason why people are attracted to certain coaches is that there's there's something about their energy that just clicks it's the personality match and yeah and I think this is why when people worry about like the the industry being saturated which is completely rubbish but also like you know there's so many people out there already coaching in the niche that I want to coach in and like well, no, but nobody is you and nobody has your unique combination of personality and energy and, you know, story and experiences. And that's what you're bringing to the table. And that's the thing that sets you apart. Um, but, um, so, Laura, um, one thing that I feel is a big part of any coach's journey is having that support network around you of sort of women that get it, women that are, that are on that journey with you and just women that, understand this work like understand that part and are just going to be there to support you and lift you higher so how has your been your experience been of having that support network around you and um you know who are the the kind of the key people you think you need in your life as a coach to really maximize your chances of success I just think as much as possible surrounding yourself with the people who are where you want to be Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. could believe that surrounding yourself with people who don't judge you who don't question what you're doing who because I I think when you're around your soul tribe and you do naturally attract them because that was one of my biggest things actually since becoming a coach I have lost a lot of friends but I've gained Mm -hmm. a lot of peace I've gained Mm -hmm. a lot of peace and I've also gained a whole new vibration of energy and the people in my world and I feel like when you're on the same path as somebody, you feel so seen, you feel so heard, you feel so held. And it's such a gorgeous thing to have that almost like it, it just elevates the vibration. I always think of it like as a candle when that candle's lit and then you bring other candles in and you put that flame on that flame. It's like it skyrockets, yeah. And that's kind of what it does to your energy. And I feel like that has been something that's been, again, so powerful for me and being in the feminine is having those really powerful boundaries. Mm-hmm. And then having the masculine to follow through on those boundaries because before I never had them. So who is for my highest good and who's draining me? Who do I need to spend less time with? And just mm-hmm. building and attracting a whole new high vibe group of besties that actually get it versus yeah. people who just don't understand what you're doing or, you know, think you've joined a cult or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I just think it's so powerful when you're in that environment. Yeah, I love that. And I think you're so right because 
I don't know about you, but when I came into this industry, I didn't know any coaches really. And when I started to tell like friends and family, like what I wanted to do, they were like, what is that? Like, they just didn't really understand. So for me, like making sure I had women that were on the path that, like you said, like women that were already ahead of you, like women who had already created the success that you wanted to see, like a phrase that I love to use is stand on the shoulders of giants. Like, don't just, you know, tumble your way through this allow yourself to be led by you know somebody who can help you get there quicker and you know in a much more beautiful way rather than sort of struggling your way to where you want to be um now obviously you've been through the academy and you've got to experience all of that has to offer what was your favorite part of being within that training program that's a hard one really (laughs) favorite part gosh I feel like it was definitely being in your energy at the time because I feel like mm-hmm. that really helped to ground me when I was yeah. in that hustle and that masculine and and also I feel like the way that the program is laid out I know that you've changed it recently and you've made it even more simple but to me mm-hmm. it was laid out so simply and it was just everything was there like anything and everything that you needed to really become a coach to to learn all the things that you need to learn was just so beautifully laid out so I think that was really really good part of it as well which made it a lot easier because you have like a step by step process so in my head Mm -hmm. I was right okay this is what I'm doing I kind of I I needed that structure yeah Um, also I love the calls the live calls and I loved Mm -hmm. it just oh, yeah she's amazing isn't she yeah <laughs> um, what would you say what would you say for anybody that's sort of embarking onto this path like maybe they're sat like right right at the beginning of their journey or maybe they're thinking about becoming a coach and they're perhaps very much stuck in that fear mindset what would your words of wisdom be to that woman just lean into the fear lean into those mm. edges sit with it just sit with yourself for a little while and just just be with it. Just allow it to talk to you and just ask it, what do you want to share with me? Mm-hmm. What is the fear here? What am I really afraid of here? And just start to uncover where this fear is coming from and just see that fear is not a bad thing. Fear is not out to get you. It just simply wants to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. And knowing that we all feel afraid. Our brains are designed that way because we evolved from caves. So of course mm-hmm. we all naturally have these hesitations and fears and can I do that? But equally just know that the level of thinking that's got you to this point has got you to this point, but it's not going to get you to where you want to be. And honestly, Mm -hmm. and I say this with so much love and so much from the heart because I was that girl too. So it's almost like I'm saying this to my younger self, but if not now, when, Mm -hmm. when when is ever going to be the right time? We can always find a reason why not now. And what do you want to do? Do you want life to pass by and you look back and go, why did I care? Why Mm -hmm. let that stop me? Because I know for me, that sure as hell was not going to be an option for me. The only time that you ever lose, the only time that you ever fail is when you give up, when you give up on yourself and you really can do have and become anything that you want. And I say that with so much integrity. I absolutely love that. I love this idea of just bringing fear on the journey with you. It's a part of you. It's a part of the human experience. Stop waiting for that moment when you're going to be fearless and have all the confidence in the world because it is not going to come. Like you will increase your confidence, but the first step is to just start. And so, yeah, I absolutely also ask yourself another thing. Yeah. Is it fear or is it excitement? Because again, that's mm-hmm. actually another thing that I sometimes ask myself. I just started to interrupt. I just yeah, no, thought of it then and was like, I'm going to say it. But <laughs> sometimes I measure 
that where I'm at, like, I actually like to play with fear now, like me and fear, like with BFFs, okay? Like, I love to play. And <laughs> I like to see how far I can push her and stretch her. Mm-hmm. And she knows that as well. So it's like measuring, if you're not afraid, you're not doing what you're meant to be doing, girl. Yes. Like, I'm telling you now, like, you're meant to live just outside of your comfort zone because it makes you feel alive. It makes mm-hmm. you feel so expansive. It makes you feel so unstoppable. And the more that you conquer your limits, the more that you conquer your fear, before you know it, you'll turn around. You'll never realize how high you've been able to climb. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. I love this idea that, you know, if it if it doesn't scare you a little bit, perhaps you're not dreaming big enough it's like, boring. Do you want to have a safe it's not life? scaring you it's yeah. boring it's boring <laughs> who is here for safe and predictable and kind of just mediocre like I'm certainly not I guess I, I know that you're not either and so yeah I absolutely love that message Laura um so for anybody that has loved this episode today where can people find out more about you and what you're doing Well, I've just had a massive revamp and I've just simplified all of my processes. I've had the biggest purge ever. And I I do it all the time. People like you're pivoting again. And I'm like, if you even knew, like it doesn't look like anything's happened on the outside. But if you could see what's gone on inside, you'd know. So for me, higherselfbabe.co on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And if you say, hey, I do have a little gift for you as well. So come and say hello. Ah, oh, amazing. I love that. And what we will do as well is we will link all of Laura's links in the show notes as well. So you guys can very easily find them. Um, Laura, honestly, this, I just been like sat nodding to everything that you've been saying today. It's just all completely made sense to me. And it's just, yeah, I just absolutely loved hearing about your story and all of your words of wisdom. So thank you so, so much for sharing your message and your story on this show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. I'll speak soon, Laura. Bye-bye. If you are wanting to build your own successful online coaching business, make sure to check out Freedom, Abundance and Impact, our free 10-day business and mindset course for coaches and aspiring coaches. To access, simply head to weartheclick.com and click free course in the menu.